greatest coaches in sports, the ones that consistently produce results and win regularly, are not necessarily the most talented, but the ones with the best strategies. The same is true of great business leaders and other leaders in different areas of life. It's one of the reasons why David was able to overcome Goliath, despite Goliath being a lot stronger than David in physical terms. A strategy is simply a game plan to win in any area of life, whether it's family, business, school, relationships, and other areas. We naturally have strategies for all these things, but most people really have strategies for prayer. Prayer, you might be wondering, why would I need a prayer strategy to run my life? I get it, it seems a little weird when you first think about it. The reason why most of us don't think prayer strategies matter is because we see prayer as a last resort in the first place. We fail to understand the spiritual nature of life and how it affects everything that happens in the natural. Because of this, we treat prayer as an afterthought when our own strategies have failed. But in all honesty, it's a form of arrogance to relegate God to the back seat when he must be in the driving seat in the first place. In 1 John 2 verse 16, the Bible tells us of the three types of sins that man is susceptible to, which are as follows. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These are the same temptations the devil used to tempt Jesus while he was fasting in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. So failing to acknowledge God about our lives is a form of pride and leads to painful consequences. The problem with pride is that your own strategies may appear to work in the beginning, but in the end they fail to get the desired results. The devil uses pride to put you on a pedestal, but he soon drops you like a hot potato, leaving you in a big mess. To help you understand the importance of prayer, you only have to consider some of the examples found in the Bible. During the reign of King Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, Israel were confronted by the Moabites, the Ammonites, and others who were allied with them. Of course, in a situation like that, I'd be terrified as well, and I'm sure you would be too, and start thinking about how to get yourself out of that situation. Jehoshaphat as the king obviously feared for his people. But what stands out was his first response to that threat. It says in verses 3 to 4 that Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. So his response was one of great humility that acknowledged God as the only one that could help him and his people. God's response to him was to give them a divine strategy to overcome their enemies. And I must say, it was a peculiar strategy. In a normal situation, the king would have put together his army to fight against their enemies. But instead, God told him to send the musicians ahead of the army to sing praises. What? How is that even going to help us? Are you crazy? Those are probably some of the thoughts that went through their minds when his people heard this instruction. And keep in mind that this was the first time something like that had ever been done. These are the thoughts that come to mind when we're faced with similar situations and God directs us in certain ways. But you must remember that God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. In spite of your concerns, choose to trust him and you'll be surprised at what happens. To cut a long story short, King Jehoshaphat and the Israelites did not have to fight after all. 
they just positioned themselves to praise God while their enemies killed each other. On top of that, the Israelites went into the enemy's camp and took all their spoil. And that is uh, the kind of thing that can happen when you first seek God. You know, he gives you some peculiar so solutions to your problems and they achieve the desired result in a much better way than you would have expected. So prayer is a powerful weapon in the believer's arsenal. And sadly, most of us don't realize how great of a weapon we have at our disposal. Instead of devising your own strategies to get the desired outcome in your endeavors, prayer should be your first point of call. Just like King Jehoshaphat, it's the place where God will give you strategies that will work even if they don't always make sense. Prayer also fertilizes your dreams to help them come to fruition. I often use the analogy of gardening when I think about prayer. For your plants to grow to their fullest, you have to regularly remove the weeds that compete with your plants for the water and the sunlight. When you leave your garden unattended, the plants begin to wilt and experience standard growth. But the more you weed your garden, the healthier the plants will grow. Weeds can be the negative thoughts and emotions that derail your dream from coming to pass. But prayer helps you to overcome them and give life to your dreams. Fertilizing your dreams with prayer includes declaring God's promises over them to bring them to life. I must point out, however, that it's not every dream that will come to fruition. If your dreams aren't in alignment with God's plan for your life, they won't come to pass, no matter how much you pray. Prayer is not a tool to twist God's arm to make him your genie so that he will grant you every wish. But through prayer, you can ask God to lead you to the right dreams. Matthew 6 verse 6 tells us, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Going into your room is like going to a strategy room to get instructions from your commanding officer to fight against your enemy. It's obviously foolishness to make your strategy known to your enemies because they will nullify your threat. That's why you need to work on them in the secret place of prayer. When you're not sure about the direction to take in your career, pray. When you have a loved one that's feeling sick, pray for them. When your marriage is falling apart, pray for strategies to restore it. When you're fearful or anxious, pray and remind yourself of God's promises in the Bible. Do not go the way of pride, but humble yourself before God at all times. His ways are higher than our ways, and His thoughts than our thoughts. Trust Him by following His guidance in all situations. When you're facing tough times, and even when everything seems to be going well in your life, always remember to pray.